Hey everybody, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of This Poor Pastor's Podcast. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore, I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I want to do something big and something important. I'm not like you. I'm nothing. Just let me be nothing. So where does the power come from to see the race to its end? I believe God made me for a purpose. If you commit yourself to the love of Christ, then that is how you run a straight race. Run in God's name and let the world stand back in wonder. Welcome. Was it as easy as it looked? No, sir. No, no sir, it wasn't. Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This Poor Pastor's Podcast. Today we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about the frustration of being a young pastor in an aging congregation. It's something that I know a little bit about. It's something that a lot of you may be experiencing. It doesn't have to be all frustrating. In fact, it's not. Some of the greatest blessings and joys in my life as a pastor have come pastoring elderly people. I love the elderly. I hope that's not a derogatory term. I love old people. I love the elderly. I love those of advanced years. I really do. I've always enjoyed being around them. You know, even since I was just a little boy, my dad, who was a pastor, used to take us on certain Sunday afternoons to the local nursing home in Skowhegan, Maine, and we would do ministry with the elderly. And I still remember some of the people. I remember an, old, an older Christian man, an elderly Christian man by the name of Cecil Tuttle, who I'm sure has been with the Lord for many, many years now, I mean, I was just a little boy when he was in the nursing home, so without a doubt, he's been with the Lord for decades at this time. But Cecil Tuttle used to smile and look forward to us coming, and there were different uh, men and ladies who were there in that nursing home, and I learned to love and enjoy being around them. I think it's a mistake for the elderly not to want to be around the young, and I think it's a mistake when young people don't want to be around the elderly. I think God created us to be around all different parts and walks of life, and I really enjoy it. But there is nothing that can be more demoralizing for a young pastor than to have a well-meaning individual walk up to them their first Sunday pastoring this new church and look them in the eye and say something like, I've got underwear that's older than you are. I'm glad, I guess, that they do. <laughs> what they mean is, you're just a kid. What you just, you're just a young whippersnapper, and don't think you're gonna tell me anything or teach me any, anything. And it's sometimes really hard to teach our senior citizens in our congregations any biblical truth, but it's still our job. It's still our responsibility. Ah, we're gonna talk about that today. 
So that today's episode is entitled, I Have Underwear Older Than You Are. There you go. It is a plain truth that when you first begin pastoring as a young man, especially if you take over an established church, you are going to be pastoring people who are much older than you are. Now, if you're a church planter, maybe you won't. You may tend to attract other young families because you're young. But even so, if you're a church planter and you're going into an area, probably some of the most receptive people will be those who have a background in church from years gone by, and they're older now, but they would love to have a church to attend. And I think this is especially true here in America, where the population of many small churches is increasingly senior in age. Uh, Young people are walking away from the church in massive numbers, and the remaining crowd is just getting older and older. By the way, I want to talk about that problem in another episode, Uh, so we're just going to put a pin in that for now, but I do want to talk about why are so many walking away, and what can we do about it in our churches? Can we do anything at all? But that's for another episode. The contrast between older members and a young pastor can be quite challenging. At least I found it to be so. I don't know, maybe you don't. Maybe it's just been a wonderful experience for you, but I found that if you're trying to lead and if you're trying to see a church grow, especially a church that needs to be revitalized, it can be challenging with some of the senior members. Now, the church I'm currently pastoring, the majority of the membership when I came here was above the age of 60. And I have to tell you that it has been a wonderful experience for me. These folks just seem to have had a heart that God had prepared. They knew that some changes needed to be made. They knew that um, we were slowly dying as a church, and they have thrown their support behind me in ways that I never would have imagined. But that has not always been my experience. And I know that it is not the experience of a lot of pastors, especially young pastors. I know because I hear the stories. And even in our congregation, I've had from time to time some pushback from some elderly people and trying to learn how to navigate that. I'm not as young as I used to be. That's true of everybody listening, actually. We're not as young as we used to be. I started when I was 25. I've been doing this now for 15 years, which gives me a decent amount of experience. I'm 40 years old now, so I still hear you're, you're the age of my son instead of you're the age of my grandson. Um, but I am hearing that less and less, which I'll talk about the difficulties of making that transition too, but the contrast can be difficult. Some of the reasons... It seems to me over the years that I've that I've noticed that it, that this is difficult is because when you have older folks and younger folks, it seems like an understatement or an obvious statement, but we are in different stages of life. I think that will help us as pastors, as we're pastoring older people when we're young, is to recognize that we are in different stages of life. By the way, I think the same would would be true. If you're listening and you're an older pastor uh, and you have young people that you don't seem to be connecting with, I think it's good to remember you, you were in different stages of life. 
security means something different to a young person than it means to an older person. You know, the closer you get to retirement age, uh, the stock market and your bank balance become very important as you're looking towards um, a financial, financially secure retirement, whereas many young people may be going year after year with very little in their bank account. I'm not saying that that's wise. I'm saying that they don't worry about it because they're in a different stage of life and security means something different to them. Just having a job may be, may be all the security that a young person needs or just having the ability to have a job may be all the security that they need. But young people uh, tend to be in a different stage of life. Young pastors as young people are in a different stage of life than older church members, and that contrast can lead to conflict and controversy. I think it's just good to recognize it. Maybe even give voice to it as you're preaching and as you're teaching. Acknowledge the fact, yeah, I know we're in different stages of life. By the way, adventure and risk hold different meanings for people in different stages of life. Uh, you know, this is something that I've had to try to remember as we've made upgrades and remodels to our building that um, uh, we haven't taken out any loans. I, I like to do everything on, on a cash basis, and as we raise the money, um, I'm not opposed to churches taking on debt. I just thankfully, in 15 years, we haven't had to do that. Oh, that's not true. Our church did borrow $50,000, the church I pastored in North Carolina, to purchase a piece of property next to our church on a five-year note, so that that was. But I mean, I'm not talking about. Um, I'm talking about like massive, massive amounts of money, which you know, for some people, fifty thousand dollars would be a massive amount of money. But adventure and risk hold different meanings. For a young person, adventure is stimulating. It's tempting. Adventure holds very little draw for an elderly person. Even learning to use a new cell phone or a new piece of computer technology is not uh, that exciting for an elderly individual. So I think it's good for young pastors to remember that the things you get excited about, the changes and the, the adventures that you're calling the church to embark upon with you, it may not sound as exciting to, the, to some of the elderly folks in your congregation. And you can give them time, you can talk about it for weeks and months, and they're still not going to be excited about it in some cases. So just recognize that. I think also that a lot of older church members have grown accustomed to, quote, the way things are. And they'll say that, that this is the way we've always done it, or this is the way things are. Um, I had a gentleman say to me one time, if you didn't like us the way we were, why did you come here? And he was referring to some changes that I was making. And I understand to a degree where he's coming from, but I'm trying to understand anyway. But I don't understand as a younger person, and I'm again, I'm only 40, so I, I still like to think that I'm, I'm in the younger crowd um, of pastors anyway that not challenging to change or to grow, how can I say this the right way? I don't consider it an unloving thing to challenge someone to change and to grow. When we grow complacent in our behavior, 
whether it's in our spiritual lives or in the buildings that we meet in. Some of the buildings that we meet in are literally falling down because people have grown comfortable. We tend to grow comfortable with our own mess. That's why we can live in a house and it doesn't bother us, but then we have company coming over and all of a sudden we want to do a lot of cleaning because we are comfortable with our mess. We don't even notice it half the time. An extreme example of this would be the TV show Hoarders. I don't know if it's still on, but you think, how could anybody live like that? It's like they don't even see it. They're, they've grown accustomed to it. But if you're not accustomed to it, it becomes bracingly obvious to you when you are exposed to it. And I think it's hard for people that have been in a church for a long time and, who's, and who have years and years and years of experience in a church, I think it's hard for them to see their buildings and their ministry through the eyes of a brand new visitor. In some churches, it's been so long since visitors have been coming or new people have been joining that they haven't even been challenged to view the way that things look. And when you try to do that, and when you try to make changes to um, help that first impression for that new visiting family, or to, or you say, you know, I think it's important that we change this, or that we remodel this, or throw a coat of paint on that, you're going to ruffle some feathers, but it's because they've gotten used to the way things are, and you're taking away some of their security in their eyes. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Man, I change things every chance I get. But many of our elderly members are not interested at all in seeing things change. Trust me on that. They don't see the point. They might even go along with you doing it, but they may not be excited about it, and, and they may from time to time drop uh, words of criticism about it that you know to let you know that they may have gone along with it, but they think it's a mistake and they don't like it. Somewhere along the way, we can grow so in love with our structure, our decor, our traditions. We can grow so in love with them that we start to hold them up as the standard. And, you know, we can see that we're not reaching people, but somehow we don't care enough to ask whether it's time for a change. And then again, if you're lucky enough, you'll hear that phrase about, I have underwear older than you. A nicer way to say this could come from an older lady that says, well, you're the same age as my grandchildren. <laughs> That's nice. And maybe it's harmless. You hope so. But you won't really find out until there's a disagreement. When someone says to you, I have underwear older than you, you're the same age as my grandchildren, or they say to you, you're just a kid, and they might even say it with a smile on their face and a twinkle in their eye. It might be harmless, and you hope it is, but we're not going to really find out until there's a disagreement between you or there's a major decision to be made in the church. Then, those people who are discounting you because of your youth will remind you how long they have been in the church and how young you are. I've had people say to me before, I've been in church longer than you've been alive. You're not going to teach me anything. Well, what am I supposed to say to that? As a young pastor, what am I supposed to say? I know what I want to say, but how can I help someone who has decided that no matter how much experience I have, no matter how much the call of God is on my life, no matter how much I study, they've heard it all, they've seen it all, they've done it all, they know it all. 
These are the challenges of being a young pastor in a church that is aging. Now, I don't want you to get the idea that I'm talking about my church, but I am talking about experiences I have had in both of the churches I pastored with elderly members. It's just part and parcel with being a young pastor. So what can we do? You know, sometimes elderly folks and older folks, I know because I've been told before, they just want me to preach and leave the decisions to the older folks. Well, that, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's not what a, pa- a pastor's job is not primarily preaching or teaching. The pastor's job is to watch for the souls of the members of his congregation. And that includes so much more than just preaching. It does include leadership. Now, it's not all wrong to say, leave some of the decisions to the older folks. It's true that with age should come wisdom. It is also true, as Elihu said in the book of Job, that great men are not always wise, neither have the aged wisdom. That while wisdom should come with age, it is not always a given that just because someone has been around a long time that they are wise. Wisdom comes from God and should go along with age, but can also be with youth. Experience and knowledge are the only things that can come with age. Wisdom comes from God. It's true that many of the elderly folks in our churches have a vast amount of experience and a ton of wisdom to share with us, but, fellas, God called you to be the pastor, and there's a certain responsibility that goes along with that. Now, the truth is you're never going to reach an age when age won't be a factor for some people. Some people are going to discount you because you're too young. And then some people will discount you because you're too old. In both of the churches that I have pastored, they specifically sought out a younger man to call as the pastor. In both cases, they were looking for someone young, like in their late 20s or early 30s. Now, in this, in the case of the second church, it was a little bit older than that because I was 30, I was 30 um, how old was I? 36. But I was right there in that age range. They wanted someone that was, was younger, had a young family, and could attract, uh, could attract some younger people and help with, with the work because I was young. Now, there are several reasons why a church might seek out a younger pastor. One reason might be that the church is aging, and they want a younger man to attract the youth. Uh, One reason might be that the uh, church is aging and they want a younger man to carry the load that they can no longer carry. You know, the same people have been teaching Sunday school and running VBS and doing all the ministries for years. Now they're getting up into their 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s in some cases, and they just need some younger blood to come in and help carry the load. So they need a younger man to do that. Another reason can be because the former pastor was elderly and the church is looking for a change of pace and a change of tone. Now, whether one of those reasons or something else, not everyone is going to be thrilled about how a young pastor leads, and not all young pastors lead the same. 
but not everyone in your church will be thrilled with you as a young pastor as you start to lead. Why? Well, for one thing, we make mistakes. Everybody does, but young pastors, we tend to make a lot of mistakes. We're still learning, and it's probably not fun for a church to be the petri dish of of experimentation for a young pastor just starting out. I thank God for the men and the women who gave me an opportunity when I was 25 years old to pastor, and they were patient and uh, encouraging to me because I made so many mistakes. I'm going to have an entire episode on the mistakes I've made in the ministry. And then you'll understand why I call this podcast the Poor Pastors Podcast, because in so many ways I have been a poor pastor, just trying to grow and to do better. But young people make mistakes. Young pastors make mistakes. Not everybody will be thrilled with a young pastor because young pastors tend to be passionate, right? I mean, we're excited. We have all this this energy and all this zeal, and sometimes elderly are looking for something a little bit more calm. They thought they wanted the youth, but then they're not really sure about all this energy. They're not really sure about what you're doing to the music. They're not really sure about this um, uh, excitement and kind of tone of your voice. They're used to their um, former, maybe elderly pastor who had a more even tone when he preached and was more level-headed and didn't get ruffled. And then this new pastor, he's just always, maybe you pace back and forth when you preach. Maybe you raise your voice when you preach. Uh, I paced a lot when I was 25. Uh, now, when I'm 40, I've kind of as my as my style and my preaching has grown. I tend to just stand behind the pulpit and not move around a whole lot. But that doesn't make one right or wrong. But young people tend to move around a lot. Not only that, but young pastors, you know, we tend to be pretty confident, and some people would insert arrogant. We tend to be pretty sure that we know what we're doing, and sometimes we don't. But that confidence can sometimes, and if we're not careful, it can be arrogance, but even when it's not arrogance, our confidence can be viewed as arrogance by the older and wiser, and it can rub them the wrong way a little bit. Not only that, but young pastors are more interested in building than maintaining. When I went in to pastor a church, I wasn't looking for a museum that I could maintain. I wanted to see something done. I wanted to see God grow something and build something. You know, I wanted to see lives changed. I wanted to see everything turned upside down on its head. Let's pick up the box of toys and dump it out on the floor and rearrange everything. And that's just, that's what I wanted to do. But that's not always what elderly members are looking for. So... I just think it's important to recognize that these may be some of the reasons that elderly folks in your church may be having a difficult time with your leadership. As sincere as they may be, older members can really start to struggle with these things in a very short period of time. Now, if you're not a pastor and you're a church member listening, I understand that there are... I'm just talking to pastors. I'm not trying to deal with, um, with, with the church member aspect of it. I'm talking to pastors about the struggles that pastors face. And so I hope that you'll understand why I'm taking the directions that I'm taking. So what's a young pastor supposed to do? I mean, what are we supposed to do when we're in a situation like that where we're not exactly sure how to approach maybe some disgruntled 
uh, older church members who don't seem to be as excited about our zeal and the changes we're making as we are. Well, let me give you a couple of things that I've learned that maybe will help you as well. First of all, one of the things that we can do is we can just preach the Word of God faithfully. Now, I know I said already that pastors are not only supposed to preach, but when you are facing disgruntled elderly members, the one of the best things we can do is just preach the Word of God faithfully. Let the Word of God work on people's hearts. What I don't mean by that is don't go and preach passages specifically um, aimed at submission to those in authority over you, you know? Um, don't, uh, don't pull Moses out of the Old Testament and uh, talk about how when people complained about Moses, God <laughs> opened up the earth and swallowed them up. And remember that, those old she-bears, you know, and they, they, God sent them she-bears out and they tore up those, uh, those children from being disrespectful to the man of God. And I'm not talking about doing that. I'm just saying what, wherever you're preaching, uh, if you're expository or topical, just preach the Word of God faithfully. The Word of God does change lives. Again, if the people you're dealing with have a heart for God and they want to see God's will done, then the Holy Spirit can work and will work in their lives. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resist saying something else here at this moment. Maybe I will in a little while. So read and study and be prepared. If they are critical of your decisions, don't give them any reason to be critical of your preaching. Make sure that it is well prepared and you preach the Word of God faithfully. Next, I think it's really important that we not fulfill the stereotype. You know, Paul said to Timothy, or was it Titus? I'm not sure. In one of his pastoral epistles, and I could look it up on my phone here, but Paul said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers, or to the believers. Now, it doesn't mean, Paul wasn't saying that if someone tries to despise you, don't let them get away with that. He's not talking about a confrontational tone. What, he, what he's saying there is don't live in such a way that you cause someone to despise you for your youth. Don't live in such a way that they say, that's just how young people are. I knew they were going to be like that. No, he said, be an example in, in spirit and faith and purity and righteousness. Don't fulfill the stereotype. Everything they think that is wrong with youth, don't fulfill that stereotype. Now, there may be some things that they don't like that you need to do, but don't be disrespectful. Don't be caustic and sarcastic. Don't be irresponsible. Don't be all the negative things that they think the youth are. When you speak to elderly folks in your congregation, do what Paul said. Treat them like an elderly gentleman. Talk to him like you would a father or a mother. An elderly lady, talk to her like a mother. Again, they are many years our senior, and we may be their pastor, but they deserve the respect of their years. In the Old Testament, they were told to stand up when someone with gray hair walked into the room. Now, we may not do that in our culture today, but that respect is necessary, so be careful that you don't talk to older folks um, in a disrespectful way. Don't fulfill the stereotype. 
look at the way young adults behave in our culture today. Is it any wonder that the elderly have so little confidence? It could be that the only other people they know that are your age are a grandchild that's still living at home with their mother at 25 or 30 years of age in the basement playing video games all day and can't hold down a job. And then their church calls this new pastor who's 25 or 30 years of age. Is it any wonder that they might be suspicious of a younger pastor? So don't fulfill the stereotype. Work hard to demonstrate that you are not that kind of individual. Show great respect to the elderly, but never give them power over you. This is important. When you're dealing with elderly members of your congregation, ask their advice often, but never their permission. What I mean by that is don't ask their permission to be the pastor. You already have permission because the church called you. So you can go and you won't win over that elderly critic by giving them the idea that you're looking for their permission for every decision you make. If you feel it's valid and necessary, ask their advice and feedback, but never give people the idea, never give them the idea that they have power over you. I think you'll only make the matter worse if you do that. Then I think you need to confront bad behavior very carefully but firmly. When we confront an elderly individual who is behaving badly, we need to do it with great care and respect, but nonetheless, we need to do it. If they are throwing temper tantrums, if they're being vocally critical and they're causing disunity within the church, that needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed biblically, it needs to be addressed lovingly and carefully, but firmly so that it is under no uh, chance of being mistaken that this behavior needs to stop. And that is not fun. And again, a whole other episode we're going to have on dealing with disagreement and conflict within the church. But don't give them a pass just because they're elderly. But you can also publicly thank God for the elderly in your church. It is a great blessing to have elderly individuals in your church. Oh my goodness, I'm out of time already, but I really want to really want to wrap this up. I think one of the other things we can do as young pastors is to determine by the grace of God to to remain humble and teachable as we grow older. Remain humble and teachable as we grow older. That, That if you see someone behaving in a way that is you know is not the way God would want you to behave, just make sure that you determine by God's grace not to be that way as you get older or when you get to that age. Hey, but let's accept the reality that we may never be seen by some people as anything other than a kid. It just is the unpleasant reality. As time grows, we're going we're gonna to grow older or as time goes on, we're going to grow older, and we're going to hear less and less of those criticisms, but that only means that we're growing towards the stage when some people are going to start to think we're too old and unable to attract the young families anymore. Young families may stop to come, may stop coming as often because they're looking for a younger, more energetic pastor. It's just tough. Sometimes you can get discouraged. I totally get that. I've experienced the same thing. Pastoring people is hard. Someone is always upset with you, and often it's someone who's elderly. So be patient. Keep on going. Focus on those who want your help. 
There are many wonderful, supportive elderly folks in many of our churches. The critic and the complainer always get our attention, but hopefully you have some great members to encourage you. Focus on them. If you don't have any, then keep your head down and keep plowing and ask God for direction. Listen, I'm praying for you. I've been asking God to let this podcast find the men who need the encouragement. I hope it's been helpful. Reach out to me anytime at my email, thepoorpastor at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great week. And I will be back next week with another episode. And I hope you'll join me right here on this Poor Pastors podcast. Thanks, guys. God bless you. Thank you.